0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Anime Addicts Podcast, the first one of 2021. We are glad to have you. Thank you for coming back to join me. Today, today we have an interesting one. Today we are breaking down the fights in anime history that made us go, what? Huh? Did that just happen? And I'm going to give you the reasons. I'll run through the first couple because this is about the top 10. But the list does include 21 in total. So the anime addicts have compiled the fights... The epicness of these fights, and just thinking about how and where you were, what kind of mindset they put you in, why they made you go, but overall, these are the fights that changed our perspective, not only on those animes, but on anime as a whole, especially on some of these that go back. Now, there are a couple in here that aren't direct one-on-one fights, simply because it was the totality of that that caused it to be that moment where you went, what? Huh? So, let's not, you know, dilly-daddle, let's not, you know, take our time too much with this, let's, let's jump right into it. As I said, there are 21 fights that I found astounding, and they make it. To the top of this. When we get to the top 10. There will be a countdown. At this point, 21 through 11. It's really not. A particular order. I'm just saying how I wrote it down. So. First off. Yugi versus Pegasus. This is the only fight. That isn't actually a physical fight. There is no. Karate chops. There is no punches. No kicks. There's none of that. These are two card playing legends going one-on-one to determine the fate of everybody you know you have the millennium items up for grabs you have people's souls up for grabs you have the money up for grabs this is just this is everything in one and this culminated this whole arc of Oh and pegasus with these two clashing back and forth the epic fight With cards. Next, we go to Gundam Wing. And this is Hero versus everybody. Like, seriously. Who wasn't this dude trying to fight? Like, in Gundam Wing, Hero wanted to fight every single person imaginable. If you could think of who he would want to fight, then that person he wanted to fight... But the reason was always that he thought he was doing what was best. So in that, you couldn't be too mad at him. It just became annoying that it didn't matter who it was, whether he wanted to kill Raylena at the beginning, or whether or not at the end he ended up fighting for... (laughs) He just wanted to fight everybody. Next, we have what I am calling the Previous Generation Ultimate Fight. This is where you have All Might... Versus all for one. Now this fight, if there's any fight in a new series that made me go whoa, it was this one. First, this was the end for All Might. There was nothing left. He was at his end. There, his power was very was fading. He had already given it up to Midoriya. and his old nemesis has come up. Now he has to, you know. Find it within himself to fight off somebody that, A, he hasn't fought with in forever, who honestly he thought was dead, and B, who might just be a little bit stronger than him. Oh, this fight, the conclusion of the fight, everything that happened leading up to it, the way it worked out, and then the conclusion of the character, because this was kind of the culmination of the all my character for what we knew of his past and his story. This was all just epic. Next, we go back. We go back to the beginning days of our saga into animes with Naruto versus Gara. Now, this fight may not be the best one in the series. Honestly, it probably more than likely isn't. But it is one of those fights where you're just like, Holy crap. This is where we're going. This is what we're revealing. Like, definitely there are other fights that happened before this and are to happen after that hold a bigger place in the Whoa? mindset, but this one was still great. This gave us Naruto. This gave us Gara. This changed Gara. This changed Naruto. There was so much that happened in just This one fight that it kind of set up what the series was coming to in a manner that I don't think we completely grasped up until this point. Especially in the reveal of the Ninetales and Naruto using the Ninetales powers. That wasn't 100% under control and it felt like this was the beginning of control. So this was and still is an epic fight. Next... We have Ichigo versus the number four Espada. Now, the epicness of this fight comes with the death of Ichigo and the, the loss of control. When Ichigo finally goes full hollow and has no way of knowing what he's doing, that's what takes this fight to a whole nother level. And it makes it that it's just visually one of the best things to watch because we've been building to this loss of control that Ichigo has. We've been building to this transition that he's going to make because this is the story. Because once we get to that last fight of Aizen versus Ichigo, which isn't on my list, was a great fight, but doesn't fall, not for the Ichigo mindset and not for those moments in my own head. Once we get to the Aizen, the fact that he has as much control as he does, to come from a point where he had almost no control of anything that he was doing, just shows the growth of the character and the growth of the story. And I thought this was a great starting point. Next, we have Luffy versus versus Katakarui. This fight itself is just so much fun. and has so so many back and forths. Just to watch it. And the, the level that Luffy goes to for it is insane. Insane. But it still doesn't make my top ten. And we're close. Next. Kenshin versus Saito. Oh my goodness. If you go back to Roni Kenshin, this is the fight that made the show Also, it made your love for this anime. Because you saw Kenshin get pushed and pushed and pushed to the limit. And then you have Saito, who's a great foil at this point for Kenshin. Great. But his change at the end of the fight to show the kind of honor that he has was an amazing thing to watch too. And this is what made this whole anime epic and fun next now in the one punch man library of fights and this series is basically fight after fight after fight this is the only fight that i look at and that i see and that i you know i've watched over and over and can say that it feels like saitama got pushed a little it was saitama versus boros in this fight It feels like for one second, Boros just has a chance to hit him. Which is not something that many other fights will show for Saitama. But it just felt like, oh, we're finally getting And then at the very end, after Saitama wins, after he does the serious punch, after all of that, Boros lays it out for us. You didn't even try, did you? And Saitama just stands there like, Silent. Like, if he would have said anything, he would have said, no, I didn't. And that, the fact that the the anime was built around this particular fight and felt for so long in this fight that there was a push after a push after a push after a push and we were going to see a bit of a break to the Saitama character and then it ends and he wins, which we expected. But he wins and... Even the enemy goes, I didn't have a chance. That, to me, completely makes this fight epic. But it just fell out of my top 10. It fell out of the epi- epicness of it was its conclusion and not the whole fight as an overall. Because every time Boros made a push and we felt like Saitama was going to you know, get hit a little... Saitama just stood there and took on the next hit, and the next hit, and the next hit. And that, you know, puts it down for me. Because it still has a lot of those uh, moments, but not the same. Now, let's break down the top ten. So, okay. Top ten for me has to have a couple things layered in it. Because these are the fights that I truly fell in love with the animes over and put those animes in an upper echelon for myself and like i said at the beginning of this recording you you know that sometimes it's not just the fight itself and who the one-on-one battle is against but it's sometimes the conclusion of something that you've been watching and how it decides to end that makes that moment which is a fight so much better and it makes the anime so much more creative so to kick off the top ten, we're gonna go to Yusuke Urameshi versus Togoro. Now, this story, this these characters, this build, this these reveals, these little things that happen, these pushes to the next level, these pushes beyond the next level, even having main characters come back. And find ways to keep pushing Yusuke. Overall, man. This fight from beginning to end is probably one of the most fulfilling character pushes and overall story conclusions that there is in anime. It, it just, it closed out so much and ended so many things and at the same time gave you this feeling of joy for the characters involved in so many ways. Wow, giving you those moments of pain that you just like, oh, man, man. Now, next. Now, if you go back far enough, if you go back far enough, and you were a u.s baby watching animes you will know that this next fight was about build up one thousand percent this next fight was man first of all it took two years to be fully released in the u.s years man we built towards this for years never getting the payoff for ourselves and then when we got the payoff it was astounding and then every episode that came before just felt ten times better and you wanted to rewatch over and over and over again Goku versus Frieza in Dragon Ball Z the first one when Goku becomes Super Saiyan for the first time that fight Overall, is probably the biggest build simply because it took two years to be translated, dubbed, and brought out to the U.S. So we had two years with stopping right before Goku versus Frieza was about to start. So when it finally came out, you rewatched everything, you built up to that again, and then boom, you watched towards the next one. I don't think there was a more more captivating moment for anime kids than when you finally saw Goku go Super Saiyan and fight Frieza. That was... That fight, that moment, those ups and downs, and that ending, all of that together, was astounding. It just took so darn long. Oh my god. Okay, next. This is an obscure one. This is number eight. Number eight is a, a bit obscure for me. Obscure for almost anybody else because I don't know many people who watch the series. And I'll find that it's, it's a very niche series. So I'll have to explain what it is. People would have enjoyed it if they would have watched it when it came out. It is Outlaw Star. It is a conclusion of Outlaw Star. It is Gene Starwind final shootout when he shoots the final three bullets to end the series, to basically kill himself, but he doesn't really die. Spoiler alert. And this epic conclusion to the space drama that was Outlaw Star to the space odyssey that was Outlaw Star. And this wasn't. This is a fight. There is a battle happening here. This is guns. These are three special bullets that if done in that succession, in that order, destroy basically the fabric of time. And this is the way this anime just went. Boom. Here we go. This is how we're going to end after 26 episodes. i went like, oh my god, there's no more? How do you have more for me? Yeah. That was a fun way to end it, and I enjoy. I'll rewatch it like crazy. Outlaw Star is one of my favorite animes of all time. I actually want to do a podcast breaking down episode over episode, talking about how it builds up to that conclusion. I think I'm going to do that, but that's one that's going to take me a while because it's. I want to talk about all 26 episodes. I don't want to break. I just want to go. Now, next number seven. It's more recent. And you'll find that a few of these top ones are more recent. Simply because the more recent see the better. It's just, yeah. It's Escanor versus Estorosa. Seven Deadly Sins. My God. This fight is just scary power. It's power move after power move after power move after power move. And then we're gonna conclude it with a sun being thrown at you. <laughs> what? Oh my god. The fact that Escanor's powers are based on the fact that he has to be out in the sun. I thought Escanor was, was scary enough when he built when he beat Um Galahan. I thought that was scary. But when he goes up against Estarosa, and Estarosa is freezing everybody in place and that's his one of his commandments that and you see Escador come out with his huge plates of gold and his huge axe just come out and walk out and just be like hey now you get to deal with me that was great and then they hits back and forth their cuts their slashes their attacks their full-on let's go mode of the fight was scary power because they both were insanely powerful and that fight was just a whole nother level of of uh, hey i have more power this hit no no i have more power this hit no no i have more power this that's it was epic So, we go from that, which was Scary Power, to another fight that was Power Overload, and we go to Bleach again. Ichigo versus Kenpachi. Yo. Come on. Come on. The different stages of this fight. Kenpachi's excitement for the fight, eh? Ichigo's belief that he was just going to win overall because Kenpachi couldn't talk to his sword B. And then Kenpachi stabbing Ichigo through the chest as he broke his sword. And him thinking, all right, this is over. I'm disappointed. And then Ichigo coming back full force, full power, with his sword intact, the two of them together. Like, this was... What Escanor and Esterosa were for Seven of Sins. This was what Bleach. This was power on a whole nother level. And I don't think, honestly, the power levels that each of them have against each other and the fact that Kenpachi actually does go all out, it's astounding to think that there are characters who we kind of have to believe are more powerful than the two of them. And I don't think that's ever actually the case. I think the other characters are more intelligent in the power they have and how they use them. That's just, that's the difference. I think if it just comes from a pure power point, Ichigo and Kenpachi are two of the strongest and scariest scariest fighters that there are. So, if you notice, we have a theme of power and this next fight to knock off the To, you know, kick off the top five, we are now number five. And we get to the, what, what moments? Goku versus Jiren. Dragon Ball Super. I wish this was just power. And it kind of is. It has these moments where this is pure and simple power fighting epicness. But there's a lot of skill fighting involved, too. It's like, yeah, I'm powerful, but I'm going to kick your butt in other ways. And there's a lot of level-upping. Like, where you thought the character was, to then where he gets to, to then where he gets on top of that, to then where he goes above that. Like, if you want to just who leveled up the most, I think Vegeta has the best break and level upness of all the characters in these fights. I think Goku's Ultra Instinct is just... It's annoying that Goku keeps getting these power reser- reserves... And just being told, hey, I have another one. Hey, I have something else I can go to. Like, yo, dude, when are you going to stop going to this next thing? Like, come on. At some point, there can't just be another level on top of another level on top of another level on top of another level. Like, what is that? But this fight, back and forth. Ultra Instinct in full force being mastered and revealed. And then him ultimately losing? Because he didn't beat Jiren. Goku did not beat Jiren. Jiren beat Goku. And if it wasn't for Android 17 and Frieza, Goku should have lost. Just saying. Now, next. This goes back to my childhood. Well, no, not really. It goes back to my younger years. Naruto versus Sasuke fight number one. When they're still kids. When they don't have full control yet. When they're still developing everything. When they're still... You know, going through all these moments. And... When Naruto's chasing after Sasuke. So this right here is... The first fight between Naruto and Sasuke. When you get to see the Ninetales. When you get to see... Sasuke used the curse seal. This was a launching point for what Shippuden would become. This was that. This is what this was. One thousand percent. It was, hey, Naruto, this is what we're going to be when we go on to the next thing. And I thought it was done extremely well. And the fight is epic. And the fact that it's on the place where where you have the two statues of the first and Madora. Midoriya, um No, Madora. So you have the first and Madara here. Their statues are there in the background. Then you have Sasuke and and Naruto here fighting like crazy. You have Night Tail blood chakra spilling out. And that sets up a lot of starting points for the Naruto series. Naruto Shippuden series. Because that makes sense as to why his chakra spills out so much at the beginning later, later on. And then you have these two pulling out moves, the Chidori, the Rasengan, and just coming all out. And at the end of it, Naruto loses, technically, but it's not like Sasuke really won. So that was great. And it was a good conclusion to the first true side of the Naruto series before it goes to Shubu. this was a good end. I know there's a ton of fillers later, there's a ton of stuff... But that was the end of the main story. That was the end of everything we knew when found Epic. So, yeah, that was phenomenal. Now next, the top three. We're here in the top three. And we're going to go back to Dragon Ball Z. The reason we go back to Dragon Ball Z is because this moment in this fight made so many people's childhood and anime watching greatness and just... Yeah. No more hyperbole. Perfect Cell versus Gohan. There isn't a better fight in the Dragon Ball series. I don't care if you go before. I don't care if you go after. Even the Jiren versus Goku, you know, Ultra Instinct fight is phenomenal and is great, but it does not top Gohan versus Perfect Cell. Ever. Because S- S- Gohan's reveal in Super Saiyan 2, ...was ten times more epic than everybody else. Gohan's reveal and being as much of a kick-ass as he is at such a young age... ...in comparison to everybody else, and being half-human... ...this is the part that people don't forget. People forget. Gohan isn't 100% sane like Vegeta and Goku are. Gohan's half-human. So for Gohan to do everything he does and to still be half-human... And for Gohan to go to the levels that he goes to, to be part human, like, dude, no. Don't give me that. Goku's great. But I have a, a whole podcast on this. Gohan should have been pushed from this point right here. He should have been pushed to the moon. And it should have gone away from Goku. This should not have been a Goku series anymore. This should have been Gohan 100%. 100%. But this falls to number three simply because I think there are two fights that made me go 10 times more than Gohan versus Perfect Cell and I think the reason for that is because they didn't push Gohan after this. If they would have this fight would have been number one. 1000%. So number two. Numero dos. Numero dos. It is Deku Versus Overhaul. This whole fight, the ch- the episodes before where you have Deku and Overhaul meeting for the first time, the 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 fight itself where Deku is healing himself because he he's holding air, it's just all of this is astounding. This is the epic new generation fight that we all hoped for. This is the one that made us go, oh, snap, diggity, is this it? Is this what the new generation of anime is going to be? Like, this probably is up there, and it just missed out beating number one, simply because... For me, nothing beats the number one fight. Not yet. Maybe there'll be something to come along. There's only one other fight that I did not mention in my top 21, and there's a reason for that, and I'll explain it. That comes close to these other two. So, Deku versus Overhaul, and there are a ton of great fights in Hero Academia, there are a ton of amazing battles. But this one is, it's a different level, man. Different level. And it's scary good for an anime that's so young to have this kind of push. And it, it makes you wonder like, when you finally get to the truly big dog fights where Deku has to fight his real antagonist and not these little sub bosses, how epic are they going to make that? And when you think of the old generation, and you think of All My Versus All For One, how epic was their first fight that we never see? Like, that had to be one of those fights that goes down in the history books, and you're like, Whoa, did that just happen? So, yeah. Now, before I get to the number one in this, you know, fight game, I have to go back and correct something. I missed a couple there was Ichigo versus Renji, which is in my top, you know, top 21. This was just a comeback fight. I'm not talking about the first time they met. I'm talking more about when Ichigo finally gets to Soul Society and we have that moment where Renji and Ichigo meet up. That's right before Ichigo goes to fight Kenpachi. Next, the fight that deserves the biggest name of mic drop fight of the era is Gara versus Lee. This fight was just, it, it? it's what you wanted from a great fight. It's how you wanted a great fight to work out. And it did not disappoint. And finally, like Yu-Gi-Oh versus Pegasus, this wasn't a physical fight. They never actually fought back and forth. There was no competition that way. But this was probably one of the biggest mental battles that you could have in an anime, so it deserves to be here, and it deserves to be in my top twenty-one. I think for fights that made you go, huh? it's Light Yagami versus L in Death Note. Like, yo, this wasn't just a mental me- mind game. Quite often when you watch these episodes, this fight in and of itself was epic because of the way they went back and forth. And how you could never reveal who was who. It was just light ends up winning, but barely, barely. So, of course, after that, after those honorable mentions, after all of that, we go to the number one. Now, my number one in this sheet, in my top 21s, it just made me go, what? Is Ichigo versus Bayakuya. This was it, man. This was the fight. Hey, we built up the whole goddamn series for this fight. We built up everything. This was the fight that everybody was waiting for. Like, there wasn't one person who wasn't waiting for this damn fight, man. Ichigo versus Bakuya, and oh my god. This concluded every storyline. This saved Rukia. This introduced who was really behind everything. This is the fight that you see what Ichigo's power in Bankai is. This is where Bakuya shows you what real power in Bankai is. And this shows you the levels of what Ichigo still has to go to. And this is what I was talking about with regards to the kampachi and Ichigo fight. There's so much there more than just power. And that's what Kenpachi doesn't learn for a long time. The power is amazing, but this fight has so many more levels to it. And it's unbelievable. This fight culminates so many things. And it closes out so many feelings. And it also begins so much. Because after this ego goes to the moon with A, his fights and B, his abilities. So this fight being a conclusion and a beginning at the same time is the reason that it's number one. It's the reason that it's above all the other ones when it comes to the fights that made me go, Whoa? This is the one. Like, this is that fight that just made your mind go, holy crap, did that just happen? And it kind of made the characters go, holy crap, did that just happen? This was that fight, man. What you need to understand is the epic nature of Ichigo versus Bakuya is in its totality, as I explained. But outside of these, outside of this top 21, there's always been one fight that I will go back to and rewatch like crazy and just have so much enjoyment from watching. And it didn't make me go, what? It did more. So I couldn't put it on this list. Because it would have been number one by leaps and bounds. It would have been number one by astronomical amounts. And it was because of everything that happened in this fight. And everything that happened as the fight concluded. Because the fight doesn't just end when these two characters are done fist-a-cuffing. No, the fight ends... After you have a complete another change in mentality to who you thought was the bad guy the whole time, and because of that, it is on a different level than these what moments because it's it's it takes the mental nature of light versus L, the physical nature of you know, Escanor versus Estorosa, the epic conclusion nature of you know Ichigo versus Bakuya or um, Outlaw Star, and it makes it one. And I couldn't even speak when this fight was done. I couldn't speak when these characters were done interacting. The whole thing. So, while well, my number one is Ichigo versus Bakuya. Naruto versus Pain is simply that fight above all else. Now, Ruto versus Pain is on a different level, man. You gotta know that when you are watching that fight, you're gonna be watching something above all the other ones. So, I thank you for taking the time. I thank you for listening and enjoying If That's what you did. I also would thank you if you stopped by, you know, stop by the Instagram, stop by the website. Check it out. The Instagram is Anime Addicts Podcast. Anime Addicts Podcast, as you know, the website is enigmaumbrella.com. This is 2021, folks. What's coming out or what's soon to come out is going to be outstanding, and I can't wait for it. And what we are revealing now, what we are going through in this first one, It's just the beginning. So stick around. Hopefully you guys enjoy. Thank you very much. I will see you all on the next podcast. Peace.